You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums is Here Before You Die. talking about Pet Shop Boys. Actually, in the room, I have John. Hello. And on the line, I have Kyle. It's a sin. And Josh. How's it going? Actually, is the second studio album by the English synth-pop duo Pet Shop Boys, released on the 7th of September, 1987, on Parlophone in the UK and EMI Manhattan in the US and Canada. Uh, it was, has various producers, and the genre is synth-pop, dance pop, and disco. And I'm going to read from All Music Review, Stephen Thomas Irwin. With their second album, actually, the Pet Shop Boys perfected their melodic detached dance pop, where most of Please was dominated by the beats. The rhythms on Actually are part of a series of intricate arrangements that create a glamorous but disposable backdrop for Neil Tennant's tales of isolation, boredom, money, and loneliness. Not only are the arrangements more accomplished, but the songs themselves are more striking, incorporating a strong sense of melody as evident on What Have I Done to Deserve This, a duet with Dusty Springfield. Tennant's lyrics are clever and direct, chronicling the lives and times of urban loneliness and bored yuppies of the late 80s. And the fact that dance pop is considered a disposable medium by most mainstream critics and listeners only increases the reserved emotional undercurrent of Actually, as well as its irony. All right. What do we think of Pet Shop Boys Actually? Masterpiece. It's so uh, fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank you. It's real good. I've been listening to this record for over 20 years. I fucking love this record. I think it's a a banger every track <laughs> I every feel like track such a dummy for not having gotten on the pet shop boys train and, and specifically this album till now yeah. uh, just you know i, I knew the, the hits mm-hmm. you know but god <laughs> oh yeah no this album like 20 years ago um ryan paulson guitarist for the sump pumps um mm-hmm. and i were like just smoking we listening to this album all the time <laughs> And like nobody else got into it. This fucking record is amazing. Amazing. I love your enthusiasm. Uh, yeah, sophomore slump, right? <laughs> My dick. Not a, not I'm honestly dick. really surprised. Um, Please by Pet Shop Boys, their first album. This is their second. Yeah. Um, given this book's um tendency to mm-hmm. go with the first record, mm-hmm. I was pretty shocked that this one was here. I I do agree that it's the better record, but uh, good call book. Yeah. Having said that, please is a fantastic record end to end, and you should check it out. But is Western yeah, Girls record, on the album? Please, absolutely. Or is it, okay, so yeah, so you definitely could have had the the flaw of having the hit carry the, yep. the album, but the album is awesome anyway. Mm-hmm. 
yeah this, please yeah. like treks two and three are like um weston and uh opportunities mm-hmm. yeah so man this just nails the fucking you know it hits that nail on the head for that feel of just open empty weird because again it's it's this it's this two dude combo mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. you know we've had two dude combos in suicide and we've had it in uh, some other places eurythmics eurythmics exactly and it's like yeah there's yep. a lot of potential when you uh, or uh fucking uh sparks yep just two dudes sure. getting weird it's very similar here where the guy on keyboards is like silent unmoving detached much like ron male you know but yeah. totally different vibe where you're getting like oh man i just love it when you mix the the auditory of something that should just be you know dancing and fun and then the vibe is just weird and awful <laughs> yeah oh what i realized this week um about pet shop boys is they cracked the code like they cracked the formula um that i feel like we associate with a lot of 80s electro or uh, pop elements i was going Absolutely. back like I, I was thinking this week okay we got this with the arrhythmics right where it is not a rock band. Every other band we've been talking about recently has been a rock band. We're talking about Duran Duran. We're talking about Depeche Mode. Echo and the Bunnymen. Yeah, like everything that incorporates these synths, they're rock-focused, and Pet Shop Boys' Eurythmics are pop-focused. And so they have a completely different idea about what it means to bring these instruments in. And so when they're not starting from from a place of a, a rock and roll song, they're, they're starting from a place of like a dancey pop song. Then they have the elements to say, okay, we have the drum machine. Now we have the washes that come over it. And then we have some weird, quirky, like Kuluque, like Casio tone that just like pops up. Um, that mm-hmm. is the riff that everyone kind of remembers. And then of course, you know, beautifully sung like melodies and. Oh yeah. Choosing Dusty Springfield for what have I done? Dusty Springfield. Right? Yeah. I, I had no idea. And they sought I mean, her out, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know the song, but I didn't know that was her. I mean, because we got her on what Blue, right? That mm-hmm. was that was her big album, mm-hmm. and and I think this was a resurgence for her. She hadn't really done too much, mm-hmm. right? It was since yeah. her since her heyday, right? Man, uh, it's it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, this one definitely. Uh, I had always heard this and you know liked it, but definitely revisiting this week, or you know past couple weeks i was like wow this is much better than i actually remembered it you know i don't listen to pet shop boys that often and just like grew on me i every single time i'd be like this is better i'm just you know picking up more things more songs stood out to me and and a lot of the material is is like heavy material in a pop song it's funny like like it's a sin the pet shop boys are interesting because like the lead singer Kind of feels bad. Like he feels like his early lyrics aren't like engaging enough. He thinks they're kind of stupid, but they meant a lot to a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I, I we got to get this out in the open. I mean, Pet Shop Boys was a band that, you know, during the 80s, uh, it wasn't great for people who identified as gay and AIDS was rampant and the president wasn't giving a shit in the United States. Like, so songs like It's a Sin, they kind of did kind of, I don't, don't want to say jokingly, but maybe melodramatically but that song meant a lot to a lot of people and that's part of their enduring legacy is they occupied the space where they innovated a lot and they meant a lot and they've sold like a hundred million records we check it with the city then change the law 
Yes, yeah. it's shocking. Yeah, right. I, like, not, not, that I was, was not who I would have picked. <laughs> yeah, I was flabbergasted because I thought they were a little more niche, but you know, we don't live in the UK. Well, apparently, I, the song "Shopping," which is a banger, <laughs> apparently plays in like the background of uh, like BBC <laughs> yeah. econ segments and shit like that. British right? television it's shorthand for shopping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and current affairs <laughs> programs dealing with the retail business issues. In a bumper music on home shopping shows. Oh my god! Which is great because that song that <sighs> it's a song about deregulation, right? <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I got obsessed <laughs> with this song like twenty years ago. Like when I was into like our band opened for the Faint, I was like, oh, the Faint ripped off this this vibe. This song's amazing. Yeah, it's it's got a same sort of. I don't know. There's something with that dirty groove that reminds me of Sex Dwarf, and it's just like, yeah, this is my shit. Yeah, nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's got some soft sell in there. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, Pet Shop Boys keeps it really clean with the production, though. Super clean production. Are you familiar with Please, the album that came before this, Birch? Uh, a little bit. I didn't go back and re-listen, but yeah, Westing Girls, obviously, and in, in their yeah, kids. yeah, Suburbia, and yeah, two divided by zero. Josh, what do you think of this record? I saw you nodding. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you guys. I think uh, I may not be quite as into it as all of you are. <laughs> How many goth industrial nights have you been to? Not that this is the same, but have you been to any? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I have literally set up weekly ones. Okay. Do yeah. You, do you enjoy high NRG as a as a musical genre? <laughs> 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 do you own a player of platform boots? <laughs> <laughs> these are all very good questions <laughs> not that these are anything at all directly related with pet shop boys but they're adjacent enough that i feel like they get a vibe <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure uh yeah I, I, I love this line of questioning a- any other questions <laughs> um have you ever spun in a circle dancing to robin answer the question uh well, <laughs> are, i'm thinking i'm trying to make sure robin? I, yeah oh yes of course. okay <laughs> trying to make sure i'm answering it accurately i don't think so okay fair enough. Uh, but i would say this though <laughs> Does anyone that spins in a circle dancing to Robin actually remember it the next day? And sub question, should they? Ooh, yeah, I think you can. I think it's totally legit to engage in like weirdo house, uh, high energy dance partying in without any substances. Like it's totally, it's totally. Oh, yeah, no, of course. Yeah, I, yeah. I was just trying to make a dumb joke. Oh, but, no, no, but, you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> so, but I just, I, I feel like Pet Shop Boys, especially on this album, are really bringing it's it's like you said birch it sound or 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 Kyle it sounds like it should just be simple dance music but there's there's some social commentary and like some oh, some heavy they, some heavy themes absolutely there's a lot of social commentary and i just yeah when i started digging closer and closer i mean i always knew that shopping is like an ironic song it's not actually about shopping and course, anybody yeah. who who fucking uses it in a commercial has to be the biggest dope. And I'm sure they love it because it's further. It's the, you know, it's like craft work just being like, ha, 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 hilarious. Yeah. You guys are using this in a straight. No, it's like way. Uh, Reagan using born in the USA. Yeah. 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 It's like, Oh my God, how dumb are you people? What's crazy? Um, okay. So the song, it's a sin. 
Um, there was a musician in the UK named Jonathan King who like became obsessed with um, proving that the song It's a Sin is a ripoff of uh, Wild World, which is Cat Stevens, I believe. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he released almost like a Weird Al-esque like version of that song, like the Pet Shop Boys song. Uh, it's a sin. But with the lyrics for Wild World. Why? It's not the same. Song. Yeah, it just got stuck. In his it's car. not think, at all. It's I not at all. Up, they ended up suing him, I think, and winning. Yes, they sued him and they won and they gave the money to charity. <laughs> of course. Yeah, but if you listen to it, like it's wild. Jonathan King, Wild World. Like, give it a listen. Absolutely it's bizarre. Crazy. Yeah. Speaking of It's a Sin, uh, just a wonderful, like, yeah, you were saying touching song, especially for a, a certain subculture, you know, that identify as gay. I mean, that's that's just incredible, uh, especially, you know, with the fact that he uh, went to a, like a Roman Catholic church uh, in West mm-hmm. London to record the ambiance for that song, <laughs> you know, so he's, you know, singing, singing It's a Sin in this church to get that sort of like echoey effect. And uh, it had to be somewhat cathartic to, you know, kind of express that and, and have people, you know, sing along. It's a wonderful song, too. Also, yeah. the song before it, It Couldn't Happen Here, which I yeah. learned this week that was uh, co-written by uh, Ennio Marconi. And arranged by? And arranged Isn't that by, wild? Uh, Angelo uh, Balamentia. Yeah. Uh, That's amazing. That's some good pedigree. <laughs> so incredible. And it, it couldn't happen here. I mean, just talking about the AIDS crisis and being like such a touching song. I did think it was strange that kicks off side two. Like, right. We, <laughs> it's a very, very strange place. The banger spot. Let's put yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. But it is so sentimental and, and, and kind of amazing. When I got to that song, which I had not remembered Previously, I was like, whoa, how, where did we come? Like, I just heard a song about shopping and rent and hit music. And now we're talking about, you know, how no, no one's paying attention to uh, people dying of AIDS. And side wild. one and side two are very different. Yeah. Side one starts off with one more chance and ends with hit music. So sort of, and, and, and carries through even in the middle shopping and what have I done to deserve this and rent. Like all of those are sort of poppy, dancey hits. Uh, and side two it's this starts with it couldn't happen here and then ends with King's Cross. King's Cross where right? it did happen there. Yeah. Like shortly after the song was released, <laughs> the, you, you know, the whole huge King's Cross fire occurred, I think, two months after the song. And it's not it's not at all related in any way to a discussion of public safety, per se, like fire safety or, or, or possible um injury in the tube per se you know it's not like there's a lyric that's like death and bodies on either side it's just a matter of time that's more about coming from the northern part of england for you know economic prosperity in london and sort of seeing prostitutes and you know people down on their luck tramps uh what in the u.s we call beggars uh you know that's more of what the song was about but then you know, shortly thereafter, the fire, I think 31 dead, like 100 injured is pretty, pretty brutal. Yeah, I had read that that one was a, a big reactionary to, or that was a, you know, written about Thatcher, mm-hmm. Thatcherism, the sort mm-hmm, of like political mm-hmm. uh, and so was shopping, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's the 80s. You're talking about Reagan and Thatcher <laughs> yep. <laughs> if you uh, want to be political and uh, you know, 100. <laughs> Every time
Perfection. I mean, they, they really nailed the sort of um, the aspects of, of how to create electric electric pop music. Yeah, I was surprised this record was was in the book until I realized how huge it was and how huge they were in the UK. I sure. mean, here they were kind of like, hey, it's that gay band that did a couple songs. Yeah. I mean, I'm, that's how I'm, the US I'm looked sorry. at it. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> You're totally right, though. Hey, yeah. who's playing Pride this year? No. Uh, Oh, Pet Shop Boys. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't listen to anything after their first two records, but I listened to their first two records a whole bunch. And yeah. they did a lot of cool, like, I looked into what they did afterwards and they did a lot of cool stuff. I mean, I know about the song they did with David Bowie. They did a Hollow Space Boy remix, which is real good. Yeah. Talking about how many they sold, Guinness Book still has them in as the most successful duo in UK music history. Oh, there you go. Racked up a staggering 44 UK top 40 singles. Um, that's so many. Yeah, 44. That's insane. Uh, yeah. And oh. during the late 80s, the early 90s, they also sent 12 songs into the US Billboard Hot 100. It's uh, They've been even more successful on Billboard Dance Club songs charts, where they are the fifth most successful act. They're after Madonna, Janet Jackson, Rihanna, and Beyonce. Oh, wow. Judas Priest. They're fifth. Below Beyonce. Wow. Yeah, ju- just below Beyonce. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, 50 million records sold worldwide. <sighs> and, yeah. It's it's incredible. I Yeah, I... I I would have no idea, especially living in the U.S., that they would have been so huge. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and people say that they, you know, they never fell off. They never had a, you know, they never lost the sort of touch that they have. I think like Sparks mm-hmm. or maybe even Eurythmics. I mean, maybe there's something about duos that. Uh, well, I mean, it's it, <laughs> it, there's less ego. Right. I yeah. guess If you're saying that every band has a certain, you know, uh, bucket to draw talent from yep. the less people in it, the more, the longer that bucket lasts. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> very possible. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they've uh, accused radio stations of ageism for not playing um, their singles after they were in their fifties. I could see it. Which I think it's fair. Yeah. I mean, they're still apparently with what, 42 fucking Hits like that's a lot, right? If the scat man can have a hit, they should have a hit, yeah. I mean, right? yeah, like, top 40 hits though, and you can, right? That's amazing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, it's unbelievable. Pet Shop Boys describe their thing as a little bit electro, a little bit dance, quite a lot pop, often on the same song, yeah, yeah. I like the Pet Shop Boys a whole yep. bunch. Listen to Please, though, Please is a good record, too. I mean. I think this book is also proving to me that the sophomore slump is complete lie. Yeah, it's 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 a if, fabrication. If you're a talented My favorite musician. records are often the second records. Yeah. Ramones, Devo, Boingo Boingo. Give me that second record. Give me that slump. <laughs> <laughs> he likes the slump. <laughs> uh everybody's on the positive. Are we are we saying that or Absolutely. Josh, yeah? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, no, I said it was just not maybe to the exact same degree as the rest of you. Yeah, but I can tell. I, I'm with you, though. Kyle's enthusiasm is coming loud and clear over here. <laughs> this is right up Kyle's alley. You guys can hear me shaking my butt. <laughs> microphone. Put some WD-40 on that chair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next time we'll be talking about U2, the Joshua Tree. All right. Thanks, y'all. When I look back upon my life, it's all-